Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Metroplex. Thanks for sticking with us. We are live, unlike a lot of other people in town, to lead you into the new year. Sean and Bobby, we got Peyton and Ryan on DFW Sports Station. They got us up on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. We'll get to the legend of Luka Doncic in just a second. But a Cowboys-Titans update. Cowboys are 10-point favorites against mm. Tennessee. The over-under for this game, have you looked? Do you know what it is? Do I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know what the over-under I saw the, the line initially was my, Cowboys minus 10, but I did not see what the over-under was. I guess the over-under. Um, we'll say, shoot, if they have them by 10, I'm going to say the over-under's 50. Oh, Peyton already knows what it is. He had that buzzer ready. I like it. I think I saw it at 40 and a half. 40 and a half? Mm. You were 10 points off? I'm surprised just because if they've got Dallas as a 10-point favorite and Dallas has consistently been putting up 30, that's surprising to me. Why are the Titans, what happened to them as they just lost to the Texans? I don't know, man. They fired John Robinson after that that loss to the Eagles where it, it kind of felt like, which, by the way, I know we talked about that at the time. You remember we were all saying there's got to be something more to that story than than just. Yeah. They, they I asked a couple people who would know. Nope. That's exactly what it is. It literally was just fed up ownership. Just like I'm tired of spinning my wheels. We're, we're done. We're, we're just going to start this over. Because it appeared that Vrabel and the GM fault over the A.J. Brown move. With they v- absolutely did. Vrabel's Vrabel, reaction to the Vrabel draft Vrabel did room. not want him traded. Um, but, I mean, it's just been, they've been spiraling. They they were 7-3, and three and then it's lost to the Bengals, Eagles, Jags, Chargers, Texans. I mean, it's, there's zero chance, I feel like, that they beat Dallas. Just because, like, I mean, there's, there's talk that they're going to rest people. And Tannehill is done. Yeah. He's he, out. Now he's getting, now apparently he got ankle surgery in an attempt to, they want to try and have him back potentially for the playoffs, maybe to sneak him in if they make it. But here's the wild thing. Can you imagine how awful you would feel if you're the Jaguars? The way that you've played this season, you've been a better football team, I think, overall than the Titans. Could you imagine if the Titans lose this game, they roll into Jacksonville having lost six in a row and then just sneak into the playoffs by beating the Jags in the last week? Like after all the fight that Jacksonville showed and all the good football they've played. Malik Willis has played in seven games. He has 61 pass attempts. He has not thrown for a touchdown this season. Has not thrown for one 
He ran for one on the ground. So this appears to be Derrick Henry and Malik Willis with his legs, and that's it. Do you see what uh, Malik Willis's QBR is? No. Oh, it's bad. 12. <laughs> I don't think he's thrown above 100 yards this season yet. Oh, my gosh. Where, 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 are you, where, where are you getting all this info from? You're cranking out knowledge. You are. You knew the spread. You knew his QBR was terrible. Was this all from Monday's show? Yeah, what's, what's going well, on? Yeah, well, he's only well, thrown he, for 99 yards, so you're dead on. Well, because I host now, Sean. I'm no longer a producer, <laughs> so you know, I, have, I have to bring the, the choppy numbers. See, and we, 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 we let you actually talk on like, the sports zone at the University of North Texas where oh, they just talk goodness. all over you. Check out my Twitter if you want to see hilarious uh, videos of Peyton in college that talking cut me off on a sports game. Yeah, Joey Catalano, oh, that douche. Well, you don't have to say his name. I did, and I don't care. <laughs> we may have to go through that audio. What's going on with Mike and Tony Pollard on the injury report? Here's Jerry. Yesterday, when Bobby asked him, something going on with one of your running backs? Uh, he looks good for the game. He really does. I know it's a short week, uh, but uh, we don't have him down as a uh, 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 something. Uh, we, we're counting on him playing. Yeah, that didn't sound totally like he, uh, <laughs> like, like when, he, when he's answered, it almost sounds like, Tony didn't practice yesterday? <laughs> now, it was a walkthrough. And so because of that, they're just projecting out the practice participation. Uh, so that that could be part of what that is. But I, th- I think there's a there, there's a decent chance Pollard doesn't play against the Titans. Like he's I, I think he's hurt. When, whenever you've got a guy missing practice the first two days of practice and it's a short week, and not just a short week. We're talking about Dallas has had to play back to back short week games. That's. That seems kind of uh, against this idea of like, hey, we're we're really trying to fight back against the concussion. Thing, <laughs> right, is the fact that you've got Dallas playing on short weeks twice now, and you've you've got them traveling on a short week for the second one. But um, yeah, I, I think that Parsons should be fine. He's dealing with a little hand issue, but he's he's gonna be fine. Tolos when did the homework? His hand was wrapped Sunday when he went to the Mavs Lakers game as he was talking with LeBron. Yeah, and so he, I'm guessing he'll be fine. Like, you, know, you can wrap that up. Guys have played with, like, broken hands before. Just wrap it up and club it. But Pollard is one where he might not go. That that very well may be Ezekiel Elliott and Malik Davis. All right, So and then are they going to arrest anyone else? Do the they Cowboys have, or the Titans? The Titans. Uh, that's the discussion right now. See, this is a, a terrible – it's always terrible to get coaches to, like, be up front with you about who they're resting, especially in a – game where they still have playoff implications coming up. Um, but I, I think the sense from a lot of people is if there's anybody who needs some rest in Tennessee, they're probably going to get it. And so is there they, a chance because this has to face Derrick Henry. They could, they could lose. It's uh, a good question. They could lose 50 to nothing and, and it does nothing to their playoff chances. Jaguars could win this week. It does nothing because the whole purpose is they're going to have to like play each other for and, the final game. And now the top story in the spor- sports world after what happened last night at the double AC. 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played, and now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. A top three game in the history of the NBA. Wilt 100, Kobe 80. Some people are even saying that Luca putting up the first ever 60, 20, and 10 is over Kobe's. 60, 21, and 10 was the final stat line as the Mavericks came back 
from down nine with 34 seconds left to shock the New York Knicks in overtime at the double AC. Luka Doncic just, I mean. Build the statue I, already. Build the statue. Put and it up. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it really is like Tiger in his prime. It's hard to continue to keep coming up with things to say about him. Yeah, and I, uh, it's nice that we can still marvel at him, like that he can still have these performances because there they're gets a point, I think, sometimes with his greatness and the greatness of other players when you see it so much and you're saturated by it that you can get numb to it almost. Yeah, like yeah. it's just, it's so, uh, okay, yeah, this is what you do. So I, I, I had a Tolo send me a topic last week, like, not disputing he's great and he's going to be a legend, but they're like, is he one of the most boring NBA superstars of all time? Like, when you go down the list, is he just not exciting? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he passes like magic. Uh, he's got nasty handles as well. He's very emotional, so he's not Tim Duncan out there. I mean, I think I think he's a pretty damn exciting basketball player. He's got... The drama of his step-back threes. Uh, he's got a flair for the dramatic with the game winners. I think he's I think he's pretty damn entertaining. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, the the way that he plays the game, um, just the things that he does, the way he distributes the ball, the way he sees the court. It's a, I think he's that incredibly la- exciting. That to pass see. last night where he kicked it in the right corner. People are like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, he he's a magician, but that it's actually a credit, like you said, to his greatness when you're coming up with those types of topics. Is he the most boring legend? Like, you're just trying to, it's like these first fake shows, just trying to grasp it thin air to, 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 to make something a topic. But there he is, Luka Doncic. It's, it's not a, it's sort of an interesting topic, though, that idea. Like, not specifically with Luka, but that, that discussion of, because Chop and I think we're, Chop and I were kicking this around during a break recently while you were out, was like the idea of, like, who is the most boring star? Like, like, who's just... In terms of their game? The big fundamental. Like, remember, that was always what people said about Duncan. Yeah. It was like, you know, he's just, he's fundamental. He's great, but it's it's almost a little just uh, boring in its greatness. Well, and you're so, talking about just his game, not the personality. No, 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 no. Yeah, just the, like the way they play the game. Like, yeah. like there's not a lot of flash or, or whatever else. I, I like, I, I don't think that applies to Luka. The Texas Rangers are adding to their rotation again. Jared Sandler is going to join us during the expressway. They go and get Nathan Avaldi two years $34 million deal to be their possible two, maybe the three in their rotation. Chris Young ain't playing right now. 32 years old from Houston. Avaldi opened up last year as the Red Sox opening day starter. So now you're looking at DeGrom, Perez, Avaldi, John Gray as the top four in your brand new rotation. That will work. I'm excited. That'll do, pig. That'll work for you. I, I mean, that's a that's a legitimate rotation that I think you can compete with right away. Um, and it's one of the other things that we were talking about earlier today was like it also gives you the benefit of Jack Leiter doesn't have to come up. You know, uh, Kumar Rocker doesn't have to come up. You you can take your time with these guys, and it also allows them to experiment with some some other things. You know, there there's been the discussion before about guys like Spencer Howard and stuff like that about you know, if they'd be better served as late inning relievers or it allows you to experiment in some other ways with some of these younger pitchers as well. Now I'm just like, how are we feeling about the offense? They spent the money last year on the bats this year. They're going after the arms. Can the offense catch up or match the pitching this season in order to get the Rangers higher up 
in the AL West. Yeah, I mean if if you've got a if you've got Simeon and Seager both playing at, at a consistent level right out of the gate instead of, you know, Simeon for first two months was giving you nothing. There was a, a couple stretches where, you know, nothing. Seager wasn't giving you much. Um, if you can get them a little more consistent and you think Josh Young can can be who he showed flashes of being with that power last year, then, you know, I mean, you've got Adolis Garcia. You, you've got some guys that, that you know, that Laoti Tavares had, had played well um for a long stretch during the season so i mean they've got some pieces here that they can can build around look they were fifth in runs scored in the american league they were fourth in home runs they were 10th in average and they were 12th in on base so there's some there's some encouraging offensive numbers there but now it feels like you got a legit rotation what's going to happen offensively what else are they going to add jared sandler will join us in the expressway this hour commercial free through 8 o'clock here on DFW Sports Station, Michael Irvin at 8.40 this morning. So you got Luca, you got Evaldi, and you got Rope. Popping out is Pavelski. Lifted the puck. It's still loose. They score! Hits did it! That was the call on Preds TV as the Dallas Stars win again. Rope Bay hits is the hero last night with a second goal scored as they get the W. They do, and they're now first in, or have been first in the Western Conference in points. Uh, big hockey guy, personally. Uh, everybody around here has called me the hockey hawk for the entire time I've been here. When you hear a reference to that, they're talking about me. Um, Look, I, we can't have this tone for like. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm the kidding. All right, all right, of all right, the time all right, we talk about hockey. All right. All right. No. Look, here's the deal. I absolutely do enjoy hockey, and Jake Ottinger is a really exciting player to watch. Um, it's, I mean, you know, they've, they've got a lot of exciting young players right now. They they genuinely do. That is, That's your serious commentary? No, I'm being dead serious. Like, Jake Ottinger's really entertaining. Bobby like, Melrose here. What am I like, like Still first there. in the central by about five points. See, look, Peyton's our, our, our hockey guy. I'm going to throw to you as a host, as you are, <laughs> uh, instead of Bobby. The commanders have named Carson Wentz their starting quarterback for Sunday's game against Cleveland. Why? <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? Now, this is from that Ari Merov guy. Oh, well, then it's legit because it means he stole it from an actual reporter. <laughs> and Bobby That's can't good. see it because he's blocked from him. I am. Well, he blocked you? I blocked him and oh. he blocked me back. How do you know he blocked you? Because anytime something's out there and it says, you can't read this because somebody limits their tweets, I'm like, well, who is it? And I click and it's like, oh, I'm blocked by him, but I blocked him first. Headlines on a hump day. Hump day. Here on Sean and Bobby, it's the yeah, Adam Schefter tweeted it, so there you go. Uh, that guy just took it. That's what he does. Yeah, he is a he's Schefter. a freaking thief and doesn't come up with anything original. All right, Jared Sandler, Rangers insider on their new pitching edition. But first, we're going to expose your internet history. Everything you search the entire year, we're going to expose and announce it next on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sean and Bobby here on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. It's 105.3 The Fan. Thank you for being a Tolo. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. Jared Sandler coming up in about 20 minutes during the expressway. Every single morning, we are commercial-free at this time through 8 a.m. Power rankings at 8. Well, any of the fellows have the Cowboys back in the top five. Power rankings at 8. Playmaker at 840. Jared Sandler on the Rangers' new number three or number two. But first... Let's recap the year. I love these end-of-the-year Google searches, most popular categories, words of the years, basically the 2022 awards. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, Google revealed their uh, most searched terms uh, and different categories for the year. They're basically uh, just collecting all your metadata out there and exposing all of you. Uh, But CNN had the story said, Google has revealed that Wordle, Sean, is its most searched term this year in the United States and globally. Wow. Signifying that the five-letter guessing game owned by the New York Times still has a grip on us. Google said its annual year in search report examines the moments, people, and trends that sparked our collective curiosity on the search platform, noting that Wordle was the top trending search globally as guessing five-letter words every day became a way of life. And so for those of you who don't know what Wordle is, it's a they, CNN describes it as a popular online game that gives players six chances to guess a five-letter word daily. Uh, some days it gets a little trickier. People start trying to get, you know, the so answers every, and everything else. Every day it's a five-letter word. Yep. Yep. And, and you, you, you played this every Yeah, day. I played it. Yeah, I was a badass at it. So do you have, like, your all-time, like, score? Do you, like, they keep score? It keep, it'll, it'll keep a track. For, now, I, once it went to the New York Times, I think they don't keep your score anymore unless you have an account. Like, it's one of the ways they're trying to bring people in. But, yeah, I would tell you, like, what your daily streak is, how many days in a row you've won, how many times you've won in two guesses, three guesses, four guesses. And there were, like, hints or clues? No. You would just guess a word, a five-letter word right out of the gate, and then it would tell you if you had a letter in the right spot or if you had a correct letter but it was in the wrong spot. And so then you would be able to kind of fill in the thing from there. So if you guessed Apple and A was, you know, uh, lit up green, then you knew all your other guesses need to start with the letter A. Yes, because, and, uh, because you knew A was in the right spot. Unless you want to cheat and then just know, okay, A's going to be there. Let me guess other letters but it and stuff. Also, doesn't necessarily mean just because you guessed Apple and A lit up green. It also doesn't mean that there's not another A somewhere in there. Okay, and so they can sometimes use multiple letters. How did you do with it, Peyton? So my streak got to eighty, and then I found out the hard way that if you delete your internet history, it will delete your streak. From, why were you, uh, why were you why deleting? Yeah. Because it clears like the cache and stuff. No, why? Were, but why were you do that? What were you hiding? Oh, because it, my phone was slow, so mm. I deleted the internet history. Mm. That's obvious, Bobby. Yeah. Come on. Well, what I mean, else would I be doing it for? I don't know. Let's ask your mustache. <laughs> um, How many did you get up to? Did you get 80? 
I I don't remember. It was something like that. It was like I got a, I played. You don't it remember? Con- I no, feel I, like I played, everyone I, remembers. I played, it, I played it pretty consistently for like three months. So yeah, I got like right around there. I think I there was one day I missed. Okay. Like one day I didn't get it so right. So this is but. the test your vocabulary basically. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's sort of okay, but it's also just like it's sort of a puzzle, like trying to fill in everything okay. else. But Google uh, didn't just have the most searched terms; they also released it in several different categories. So we got a few different categories that you guys can guess from here. Okay. And and fill in this list. So some of the uh, options we have: we have actors, okay, athletes. Okay, so we got actors, athletes, sports teams, musicians, and bands. How to pronounce and deaths and deaths. See, I love these, not the deaths, but because <laughs> I forget. I'm like, oh my god, that happened this year. That happened in January. That happened in March. Uh, you go ahead and forget it. Now, this is just for the United States. These yes, results. Yes, we're not doing. We're not doing globally. We're just doing the United States because, uh, of course, the U.S. We believe in American exceptionalism here at Sean and RJ. Okay. And uh, so, which which topic would you like to start with? Well, I think since we're a sports show, Peyton, let's uh, go head to head and try and do guess the most searched athlete. All right. So, uh, who do you got, Sean, as the most ser- most searched athlete of 2022? The most searched athlete, I'm going to say, is Messi. Even though it's soccer in the U.S., I'm still going to guess it's Messi. Well, great minds think alike, Sean, because I'm going to go with Ronaldo. I had to go soccer as well on this one. You're both wrong because people in the U.S. don't care about soccer. <laughs> not only are they not number one, is they it, are not in the top ten. Is it, They're not in the top don't ten. Don't just start oh. diarrhea into the mouth and just guessing yes, them they, out. They, they are not in the top ten. They're not in the top nope. ten? Nope. All right, I'm going to guess Tom Brady. No. This is unreal. Now, now I'll have to give you a little hint here. It is a former Tom Brady teammate that's number one. Gronk? Nope. A former Tom Brady teammate um, who was in the news for a lot of bad stuff. Aaron really, Hernandez really showed how he could outsmart police recently. Oh, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown was the most searched. Peyton Russell wow. on the board. That's number one. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Antonio Brown was the number one most searched athlete. Now, there's a lot of ones here you got to think about. Let's think in the context of people who had big retirements this year, which is why I'm kind of surprised Tom Brady was not one of them. I guess everybody's burned out. Retirements, people chasing records, people who were in the news for things maybe not related to their sport, and so that would have caused more people to guess. So uh, if we're thinking about things, number two is a big-time retirement, not in the world of, of, like, the big team sports. This is an individual sport. And it was a big retirement a couple months back. Was it tennis? Can I? It was. Okay. Federer? No. Retirement. Nadal. Actually, I'm sorry. You you, you get an. an, Go Peyton. Yeah, can I guess Nadal? No. No. Not even the right gender. Oh. Oh, Oh, Serena. Got Uh, it, Sean. Look at that. My sport, high school mixed doubles champion. Uh, Number three is is, is one of the, the quickly ascending quarterbacks in the National Football League. Becoming a rising superstar very quickly. Jalen Hurts. No. Former number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Ooh, good guess. Rising star, former number one overall pick. Who would have in January or February had a lot of people Googling them early in the year? I 
Former number one. Did he make the Super Bowl last year? He did. Oh, uh, there it goes. Go Joe ahead. Burrow. Yes. Joe Burrow. Okay. Come well on, done. y'all. Uh, number four, uh, somebody who was chasing a record very publicly. We all laughed at the person who benefited from the record recently. Chasing a record. Specific to his league, not specific to the entire sport. And did, you, did you say the sport? <laughs> no, it's baseball. Y'all are hilarious. Dude. Oh, Darren Judge? Yeah, there we go. All right. Hey, don't mock us. This this is tough. It's you a the year. List in front of you, Bobby. It's an entire all right, year. All right, all right, all right. All right let's... Number five, last one here. We'll do number five. Uh, had a, a got the most search because had a very endearing documentary done about them where everybody felt national guilt. Manti Teo. Got it, Sean. Mm. All right. So. All right. Now the sports teams are are very interesting because I'm going to tell you right now. I looked at the top ten. The Dallas Cowboys are not on there. Wow. This is for Google. Yeah. So right. got to think about teams that were were generally again. You're going to get people googling because they're not sports fans. So they're trying to Google about teams that maybe are competing. So the bandwagon, uh, or so, just competing for yeah. a title this year. I'll guess the Cincinnati Bengals. Number four, Sean. There, the Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got, Peyton? I will go with the Golden State Warriors. Number three. Who else do we have here? The number one team is a baseball team. Is it the trash? The New York Yankees. Nope. Uh, Neither one made it in the top 10, the Astros or the Yankees. Not Philly. Baseball. Philadelphia Phillies. Sean Sharif. Yeah. There you go. Another NBA team is number two. Did we say the Lakers? Uh, No, the Lakers are not in the top 10. The Brooklyn Nets. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets are not in the top 10. Liar. How is that? Boston. Boston Celtics. You got it, Sean. And then at uh, number five, uh, rounding out the top five, it was the Los Angeles Rams. The LA Rams? It's all, it's it's the teams that are playing for the titles. Uh, The rest of the top 10, New York Rangers, San Diego Padres, San Francisco 49ers, Cleveland Guardians, and the Calgary Flames. So we got athletes and sports teams. Uh, Where do you want to go next? Actors, musicians, bands. I want to go to this, how to pronounce. Yeah. And, and I don't even want y'all to guess these because this is more just stunning. Is Sean on there? The, no. <laughs> no. Well because I, I pronounce it correctly. There's nothing to even Google. Sean. Uh, Sean. The the top five. I'm going to skip over number three. Number one, how to pronounce Qatar. Number two, how to pronounce Kiev. Number four, how to pronounce Omicron or Omicron or whatever else. Five, how to pronounce Encanto, which is the Disney film. Okay. Number three is... And this is very concerning for the United States, I feel like. How to pronounce puzzle. Is there another would, way? Would it be poozle? Is that what people <laughs> screw? <laughs> I don't know why. That was really. Uh, please pull that uh, that, that drop. <laughs> pull the poozle. How, how, how else? How else a puzzle? I don't know pronounced? how to. Like, I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out. Is there a mix up as to why? I've never heard. Unless they put S instead of Z. Like. No, it's it's P U Z Z L E. Well, I know, but people pronounce it's like Brazil. You know, like people say Brazil. Ah, it's like, you know, like Pusel. Yeah. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Why are you laughing at these so much? It's not that funny. Bobby. I wanted someone to say it. It's not that. <laughs> oh, the way you're saying that it's, just sounds like oh, a, a bad thing. Okay. Okay. Good lord. What else? Oh my gosh. Okay. The, I thought the child was out for the week. All right. No, no, of course not. Uh, so that's uh, that's concerning. Let's go deaths. Because I know, Sean, you yes. said earlier you love deaths. Oh, I got one already. Uh, so let's let's throw out these uh, these deaths. Who who do you guys think was number one? Uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell did not make the top ten. Oh, yeah. This is not for this is for everybody. This is everybody. 
Well, Bill's part of everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mr. Rogers. That sounded like Bill's part of everybody. Hey, Bill is people too. Man, so really, again, this is this is crazy when you try to think about everybody who passed away this year. Can you give us uh, a field? A, a, a yes. Profession? So the the number one is a beloved actress who uh, it was uh, Angela Lansbury. No. That's sort of close. Is uh, Betty is White not, alive? Betty White is number one. Betty White. We lost Betty White this year, Sean. Uh, number two is a uh, is very important uh, royalty. Oh, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> That's it. Y'all are blanket on Queen Elizabeth. How died. did Queen Elizabeth not be? Number one, because this is the U.S. US. and we, yeah, we look at now. Number three is interesting. A very famous TV dad, Bob Saget. Bob Saget mm-hmm. got it. Uh, number four, there was some question about her toxicology report. She, uh, Kirstie Alley. No, um, <laughs> she had a. Uh, We're gonna get into a lot of COVID discussions here. There, there was a lot of discussion about Ellen DeGeneres when this this woman passed. Oh, woman? I, I remember the story. I think. Nothing though. A lot about Ellen DeGeneres. I'm just gonna give this. Y'all are not gonna get Anne Hache. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Number five, a uh, a famous child pop star who had clearly spiraled in recent years. Um, dang it, uh, man, I know this ki- Carter, Aaron, Aaron Nick, Carter. Aaron Carter. Yeah, you got it, Aaron Carter for Sean. Sean nailed that one. Uh, rest of the top ten here. Some of the names you may have forgotten. Six through ten. Olivia Newton-John. We lost her this year. Ray Liotta. Leslie Jordan, number nine, Takeoff from Migos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which that was late in the year, and it still came up to number nine. That broke during our show. Peyton was like, Peyton was bothered. I was hurt about it, man. Yeah, what was that? And what did uh, Wolchuk was was just like somberly giving the the eulogy on G-Bag and kept saying, the offset epitome. when Offset passed away. Oh. Offset and it's like Offset did not die. The fans explode up and go, not Offset, Wolchuk. And then number ten, Taylor Hawkins, the uh, drummer from Foo Fighters, okay, uh, who passed away. Right. Uh, but some of the other the the bigger remaining just overall searches for the year, Sean. I'll run through these really quickly. Number one, Wordle. Number two was the election results. Oh. Number three was Betty White. Four, Queen Elizabeth. Five, Bob Saget. Six was Ukraine. Seven and eight were uh, showing this country's uh, fascination with gambling. We have Mega Millions at seven, Powerball numbers oh, at eight. Yes. Number nine, Anne Hayes. And then number 10, I'll let you guess this one because this one was very interesting to me considering everything else that went on in, in the country this year. It was a name associated with a TV series late in the year that blew up and everybody became morbidly fascinated with this story. 30-year-old crime. Oh, I know. I know. Dahmer. Dahmer. Dang Got it. it. Jeffrey Dahmer. You and him share the same mustache, Peyton. That's not true. <laughs> That's it. You're, you're, you're kindred spirits, you and Jeffrey Dahmer. We've always said that about you. All right. You? Let's, get, <laughs> let's get one more category in and then get ready for Jared Sandler. All right. Let's go actors. Number one. I'm surprised number two isn't number one, but number one makes sense. Very public trial. Oh, um, what's his face? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Got it. So if Johnny Depp is number one, somebody else is probably somewhere in the top 10. Who would that be? Uh, the What's the girl's name? The wife. The... Uh, 
I don't know. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Uh, number two is the one that I thought would have been number one, a guy who was considered a, a, a an all-around good guy, you know, just loved, super talented, and then he pretty much destroyed his whole image. Uh, William in Smith. Evening. Will Smith Ooh. is number two. Yeah. So, so again, you think that the Will Smith Chris Rock thing would be a top five? Song? I would have thought that would have been that? number that one. That seemed like it was forever that was ago. February, right? That was when the Oscars were February or March. Um, but because he's number two, you've got number one Johnny Depp, number two Will Smith, number three Amber Thur- Heard. So number four would end of March. I think it was number four would easily then be who? If you've got oh Chris Rock, yeah Chris Rock. There you go. And uh, along with that, Jada Pinkett Smith was number seven on this list. Mm. So they dominated this list. Some other names that uh, fill out the top 10 on the actors, Julia Fox. I don't even, who is that? I don't know. Who's Julia Fox? No baby? idea. You're the pop. You're a young guy. person. I know. I don't know why I don't know who that is. Uh, oh, she's, uh, she's an Italian actress. I don't know what she's been in though. She must've been in like uncut gems. Yeah. She, but that was like 2019. So she must be in like uh, euphoria or something. Uh, a couple others. Joseph Quinn. Also don't know who that is. Ezra Miller, uh, Miles Teller. And the number 10 was Ashley Judd. What was Ashley Judd in this year? Ashley Judd hasn't been relevant in, right. I feel like 20 years. Is Kentucky basketball doing anything? Oh my gosh. The Kentucky. Ask know, Will Chambers. You ever seen that Ashley Judd poster? No. The uh, Kentucky basketball one. They had like, it's one of the greatest selling calendars of all time. It was like a Kentucky basketball calendar or something and she's got a like a I think like a hockey sweater on a Kentucky hockey sweater and giving you those eyes so but Ashley Judd still relevant 2022 apparently all right very good the most googled items and categories of 2022 as we look to break in the new year let's bring in Rangers insider Jared Sandler on the Diamond Factory hotline here on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers 105.3 the fan we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I should read what you've been texting us during that segment. I really should, but I won't. What did I tell? That's not. I don't know what I texted you. I'm you, just, guys. You, I'm just excited that RJ likes the signing of Nathan Evaldi, which means that Sarah told him it was okay <laughs> for him to like the signing. Oh, Jared, 
Jared Nathaniel Sandler. I love looking at Jared's, uh, or, uh, sorry, RJ's wardrobe. Like, he's wearing flannels now. Like, he, he, he wore jeans and boots to top golf. Uh, as he brought the girlfriend. So, man, I, I can write down the RJ Choppy transformations that women have forced him to do. And now it's uh, it's fish and country. Uh, fish, seafood. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's in love with Morgan Wallen now. He's like, you heard this new Morgan Wallen song? Yeah. I'm like, no. He's in there wearing flannel country country outfits. Anyway. Is Sarah, is Sarah big into football outsiders and pro football focus, too? Is that where he gets that? Or was that all on his own? <laughs> Uh, well, let no. me let me tell you, Bobby, a few years ago, speaking of women forcing RJ to do some stuff, a woman mm-hmm. whose name rhymes with Schmendel oh. once got RJ to actually prepare for a Legends game because she was sitting at the scores <laughs> table while he was doing work. He usually didn't prepare at all. I was sitting there doing radio next to him, but he was actually like, show, he showed up early to spend some time with Schmendel <laughs> and like was filling stuff out in his book. I mean, that was like the biggest transformation. I imagine the game prep between RJ and Mike Fisher for a Legends game. Oh, gosh. It was all Adele <laughs> lyrics. He was just searching like song lyrics and, and trying to make sure he had all those. All correct. right, enough. We can't kick him while he's down too far. Don't I'd say that was, it, was, was it a problem while I was broadcasting with Fish that I'd look at my phone and I'd see a tweet from fish in the middle of the game about something Cowboys related. <laughs> well, that's a Cowboys practice. We get something Mavs related during Cowboys practice. All right, let's talk about, yeah. uh, and he probably is tweeting about Nathan Avaldi. Uh, let's talk about yeah. this signing and, and, and how excited you think we should be about it. Well, it fortifies the Rangers rotation in a way that I, I don't, I, I can't remember the Rangers at this point in an off season or at any, any time having a rotation this is deep. Now they got to stay healthy, right? And Nathan Avaldi's, you know, had a, a shoulder thing and a back thing, and just in general, you know, over the course of his career, he has not been a, a pillar of health. Uh, but when on the mound, he's been incredibly effective. Uh, and if they can keep these guys healthy, you're now all of a sudden talking about a rotation last year that prominently featured Glenn Otto and Dane Dunning and Cole Reagans at the end of the year to a, a rotation now that. Jake Odorizzi isn't even going to be in the rotation if these guys are healthy. Odorizzi will kind of be uh, – he, he's uh, been pushed to a multi-inning relief role. Dane Dunning, Glenn Otto, Cole Reagans, these guys, I mean, they might be on the big league roster if, if everyone's healthy, but in bullpen roles. Or now you're talking about these guys as depth. And so, uh, you know, to have a rotation with DeGrom, Ivaldi, Perez, Gray, and Heaney, not necessarily in that order – uh, that is as deep and as protected of a rotation as the Rangers have had in a long, long time. What type of stuff does he have? How would you describe his game? Yeah, it's evolved. When he first came into the league, it's I mean, evolved. He's not, not what they, there you go. Yeah, he's he is Evaldi. Uh, the you know he's from Alvin, Texas, and he kind of pitched very much like Nolan Ryan. He was you know had a fastball that would blow you away with a good curveball, but really that fastball was a big part of his success. Uh, he still throws hard. I think his fastball last year was around 95, 96 miles an hour. There's nothing wrong with that. But his fastballs got hit around a little bit. It, it became more of a setup pitch. And where he's really had success, especially two seasons ago, when he led the American League in a statistic called FIP, which I'm not going to uh, bore you and explain it, but just know that is a, a statistic that all front office evaluators look at in, in terms of assessing pitching performance. He did it by using five pitches. And, and there are guys in the league because they throw five pitches, but one of them they'll throw like 2% of the time. And 
another one they'll throw like 7% of the time and only to righties or only to lefties. Avaldi throws five pitches. He'll throw them each at least 10% of the time. A really good curveball. He'll mix in a splitter. You know, not a lot of guys throw that pitch these days. So it kind of has a little added bonus because of that. It it doesn't get a lot of exposure. Uh, But he'll still throw hard. But he's not – I don't want to say he finesses you now, but he really – you know, he's more of a a pitcher than he is a thrower. When he first came up, he was a big-time thrower, and that arm was so talented that he could get away with it. Jared, I was uh, looking through some of the uh, advanced metrics on his pitches, and it looks like he had a lot of difficulty last year with his slider, Um, Mm -hmm. that that was one that he had used as a put-away pitch before. He got a good whiff rate on it uh, pretty consistently. Last year was only uh, a put-away percentage of 5.7, which was easily a career low for him. Um, Do you think – is that some sort of a factor also to do with his fastball? Like in the past, had he used his fastball to set up the slider as a put-away pitch, or or what was the issue, do you think, with throwing the slider last year? Yeah, very, very possible. Uh, You know, and if you look at also the the movement on that pitch, it changed. Uh, And, you know, it's a pitch he stopped throwing nearly as much. You know, the split finger became a much much more important pitch. He kind of went to the split finger as the put-away pitch. It very well could do with, you know, people not fearing the fastball. uh, And, you know, it it could be just the shape of the slider. Um, You know, we didn't get to really see a lot of Nathan Evaldi uh last season but i think he was hurt uh at least one of the series when the rangers and the the red sox faced one another um so i i think if you look at some of the the additional metrics you look at the shape of the pitch and the movement uh that also changed relative to what it had been in the past but it also could just be a part of you know his his evolution yes uh you know the slider is a, a maybe the most prominent swing and miss pitch in baseball these days certainly amongst hard throwers and, and very much so amongst relievers, not that he is one, but it, that's the toughest pitch to hit. But, you know, not everyone has to fit into that box. Uh, you know, like I said, that split finger really emerged for him in the past. The curveball uh, has been a big pitch. So, I, you know, the, I, the slider's not as much a field pitch. There are certain pitches that they can come and go. Slider isn't usually one of those pitches, but for whatever reason and maybe the, the physical nature of, you know, how he works on the mound has impacted the shape of that pitch. But, um, you know, I, I'd be curious to, to talk to him. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him either today or maybe after the new year and get a better understanding of why uh, and, and how he has evolved from a pitch usage standpoint on the mound. Rangers insider Jared Sandler on the Diamond Factory hotline. Of course, Chris Young is now being praised. John Daniels is getting insulted. J.D. never could have done this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, is there some blueprint that Chris Young has been following early on in this offseason that – you've been able to get a read on is he looking for certain things or he's just like let's just go get some more arms to add to this rotation is there is there a different feel or a blueprint uh for for chris young's offseason program early on well and, and i don't know that this is something that john daniels didn't do uh because he certainly wasn't afraid to uh add pitching uh and 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 add guys who maybe had a, a little bit of a checkered pass, be it a coming off a bad year or injury stuff. But Chris Young's doing it at a really high price point. There's no fear, right? And he wants pitching. He wants guys who have had success at this level. Uh, I think the you know one blueprint isn't as much in the guys he signed, but what it means about the guys who are already here. Uh, you know he he's not he, he wants there to be competition. He wants there to be depth. He's not afraid to tell a guy 
like Dane Dunning, who's been in the big leagues now the last two years, and say, hey, dude, um, <laughs> you might need to get familiar with Round Rock uh, because, <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting guys who have had more success. And if you, can, if you can pitch at that level, we'd love you to be here. But we're not just going to be okay with, you know, having a rotation of guys who we're, we're hoping can grow and hoping can do certain things. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I said this at the beginning of the offseason. I think there's a line between aggression and impatience. I think impatience is when you start just blindly throwing around money for the sake of throwing around money, and I don't think that's what the Rangers are doing. I think there's a, a very specific plan, and I think you can kind of follow the pattern of, of, of what they've done. Uh, but I think there's a lot of aggression. And I think some of that is just a byproduct of the fact that it's another year removed from the Rangers making the playoffs. I think that ownership as well. I think that they're, they have a more aggressive mindset than they've had in the past. And, you know, they clearly are okay with spending all this money. And I'll tell you what, guys, I don't know if it's going to come this offseason, but there's more money in the tank. You know, whether it's a big free agent signing or maybe the Rangers trade for someone who, you know, it really only makes sense they acquire if they're prepared to sign this guy to a long-term extension. So uh, there's more money in the tank, but the Rangers, more than they ever have, you know, even more so than that 2020 year where we talked about Kluber and Miner and Lance Lynn, even though it didn't pan out, they didn't have the depth. They didn't have the type of protection in their rotation that they have now with the depth. And the thing that I really love, guys, you know, I mentioned Dunning, Otto, and, uh, and Reagans. To me, I love this even more for guys like Leiter and Rocker and Wynn and White. There's no pressure now. I mean, there shouldn't. these things should always be independent. But when you've got guys in your rotation who they're not giving you great results and you've got a young, enticing prospect who's having success at AAA or what have you, it, it's tough to not have pressure to get that guy up. But you don't want to rush these guys. These guys can be a big part of your future. All of them, probably not, but some of them, hopefully. And you don't want to rush them. And now you don't, you're not going to have any pressure to rush these guys. And you also now have even more flexibility to move these guys because four of the five guys in your rotation right now are signed for multiple years with Martin Perez being the lone exception, having mm. come back on the qualifying offers. So you have the ability to be patient, the ability to really, really promote development, but you also have the flexibility to make some moves in the trade market, which I think is, is kind of the next step for the Rangers this offseason. You also tweeted more is coming. I know you said next offseason, but maybe still this offseason. Are you hearing or thinking about anything else in particular for the now? Yeah, I think the Rangers are, are still, they still have some work to do in their outfield. Uh, and I think they obviously have work to do in their bullpen. Now, I want to say one thing on their bullpen. Uh, the Rangers' bullpen has already gotten significantly better because of their rotation, right? In theory, they've got a rotation now that is hopefully not going to struggle to get through six innings. Last year, this rotation had a tough time after Martin Perez and when John Gray was hurt, getting to the fifth and getting to the sixth, and that hurt the bullpen tremendously. Now, they do need to improve the talent in the bullpen, and I think they will. Uh, the, other, the other part is outfield. Now, Dalton Varsho, who was recently traded, he was a guy I think the Rangers probably were in on. A guy like Jake McCarthy of the Diamondbacks, another guy the Rangers uh, I think would be you know, in on if, uh, if the Diamondbacks decided to move him. David Peralta, who incidentally, former Diamondback, uh, who's available, I think he's a guy to, to keep your eye out on. Uh, and so I think that corner outfield – 
uh, and and bullpen are kind of what's next for the Rangers. And I think the corner outfield move this offseason, I don't want to say it could be like a placeholder, uh, but it could be, you know, a, a step forward. I think there's maybe a corner outfield move next offseason or in a trade that could really be a, you know, a, a middle of the order kind of mainstay. I don't know if that type of guy is going to be available this offseason. Are you feeling some injection and in, in, in excitement from the fan base based upon Twitter and your interactions towards what they've been doing that are going to try to turn around this excitement uh, for, for the start of this season? Yeah, I, Sean, I think the best thing I can say is the amount of apathy that I've noticed on social media is waning. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot more complaining, but in a good way, right? Like uh, last year, the Rangers signed Nathan Avaldi and people are like, who cares on, on social media? Now it's like, but why haven't they signed a reliever? And why haven't they done this? Which, you know, I, it, be patient, but I love that. I like, you know, people are, 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 are they care. You know, they, they want to see a competitive team. They always have wanted to see that. But now I think, you know, credit ownership, credit Chris Young in his front office for doing the type of work this offseason to, uh, yeah, to use your word, to, to sort of, you know, re-inject some energy. I'm definitely seeing it. And, hey, the Rangers, they're in a really tough division. Uh, but I think this is a team that, you know, with each move, it's becoming more and more likely that we're going to have exciting baseball after the trade deadline, which, frankly, we just haven't had since 2016. Luca, oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> was that? I was trying to explain to my wife, and 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 Sean knows my wife Emily. She's she is a willing sports viewer, but <laughs> doesn't know. I was trying to explain how ridiculous that missed free throw put back play was, <laughs> yeah. and thankfully Luca had like the reaction of a five year old, like <laughs> yeah. getting a present on Christmas or Hanukkah or something. Uh, so that that helped like illustrate it, but. She asked me a question, and I didn't know the best way to answer it, but she's like, so is he kind of like going to be like as good as Michael Jordan? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know about that, but like we're watching a guy who, boy, I, is this a ridiculous statement to say that right now it seems like if he stays healthy, he could retire as one of the five to ten greatest players ever? No, like, no. Think about that. There's, thir- there's 30, t- I mean, there hasn't always been as many teams, but. 30 teams basketball's been around for you know decades and decades and we're watching a guy that is doing stuff that has never been done before and will go down as one of the I mean I love Dirk Dirk is like my hero he is my favorite athlete of all time but got engaged Luka, in front of his locker like exactly but this this guy's got a chance to be better than Dirk, uh, and I mean it's not a chance. He's, he's like, look, it's all going to come down to right what we do in sports, titles, and how you win your championship, who you win it with, who you win it against. But he's a he's a better player than Dirk Nowitzki. Like, yeah, and I don't even, yeah, and it's, it's not a hot a snapshot take for sure. No, for sure, and a snapshot, absolutely. As far as like what he's accomplished, he's got a ways to go. But in a yeah. snapshot, yes, he does think Dirk. Like if you're gonna I, if you're gonna have an all-time draft, Luka Doncic is getting taken ahead of Dirk. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I will say the one thing the the leadership and and the intangibles from Dirk, I think that's kind of the next step for Luka. But he's what 23 yeah. years old. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna come. Dirk at 23 was also going out to the loon and getting hammered until <laughs> two in the morning. So like, wow, just sharing his business. <laughs> that's uh, but that was that was pretty special. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I was. I was pretty pumped watching that last night, not going to lie. Thank you, brother. Uh, Rangers are getting fun and exciting again. Follow him on Twitter. And 400K raised for 
the Sandlot Ooh. charity auctions with the top golf of that $400,000. Some of the executives here in the building were blown away by that. So congratulations. Great job. Later. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Jared Sandler, Diamond Factory Hotline. Are the Cowboys back in the power rankings? That and Michael Irvin in the 8 o'clock hour with the Hump Day edition. You turn off your mic Hump again. Day. I called you. You're late. That's all next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.